Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This is the day that the Lord has made. And we're going to rejoice, rejoice, and be glad in it. This is truly a blessed day. This is a miracle day. This is a great day. I mean, God is truly blessing us today. He is watering his grass and being fruitful today. And we are truly blessed in all of his miracle ways of today. He has risen us up and he has poured out his grace and mercy upon us. And we are just in awe as we gonna lift up his name today. I wanna welcome you all here to the Ark of the Covenant Ministry. As we always say, this is not my hour. This is our hour to lift up the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. And we're going to enjoy this day. What a beautiful day it is in the Lord. And I just want to thank God for today as we go to the throne of grace and thank God for his beautiful day of today. As we're going to remember all of our family and friends today. As we're going to remember all of you all's family today here at Silver Birch. We're going to remember all of the residents and their family and their friends as we remember our loved ones here that's in the hospitals, Brother Dan, as we remember Sister Barbara, as she's going through her medical needs at this time, as we remember Brother Doc, as we remember Sister Annie, as we uh, are uh is remembering some of the staff that's in the hospital, that's going through their medical situations and their family that's going through their medical situations at this time. And we're gonna continue to lift up uh, Sister Mary. We're gonna be praying for her as well through this time and this season as we praying for Sister uh, Linda's friend about the spot as she's going to her specialist at this time, praying for Sister Cash Dollars' uh, cousin, uh, friend, cousin, as she's in the rehab facility at this present time. We're gonna keep her in prayer. And uh, as we lifting them up, we're gonna remember Sister Margaret's family. We're gonna pray for, keep them in prayer as we remembering our friend's mother as she's recovering from the COVID. Uh, right now, she's with her son. And we're just going to keep her lifted up in prayer at this time. And we always keeping Brother Deacon, Brother Nate's family in prayer as he's keeping constant prayer with his grandchildren and his children at this time. We're going to keep Brother Stephen lifted up in prayer with his medical needs as well. Uh, is there any other prayer request? And we're definitely going to keep Brother Ralph in prayer and always, at all times, remembering Brother Ralph in prayer. 
Amen. Let us go to the throne of grace as we pray. Father God, we thank you for this time. Lord, we thank you for your goodness, your mercy, and your grace. And Lord, as we come before you at this time, Lord, we just thanking you how you have blessed us. And Lord, we thanking you have you have poured out upon us, Lord, have you has constantly touched, has constantly whispered, has constantly been where you are, at all times been with us, at all times walked with us, at all times held us up, at all times been true to your word, at all times been your word, at all times exalted your word, at all times magnified your word in our lives. Lord, we want to thank you for being true. And Lord, even though sometimes we have been weak, sometimes we have been negligent, sometimes, Lord, we have been arrogant, prideful, sometimes we have been downright stubborn, you still have been good to us. And Lord, we just want to cry out for forgiveness. Forgiveness of our weakness, forgiveness of our disobedience, forgiveness of our shameful arrogance. But Lord, we know that you're faithful and just to forgive us. Lord, if we confess our sins. So Father God, we confess right now of all of our sinful ways. And Lord, right now we say thank you as we cry out hallelujah, giving you the highest praise. As we lift you up, Lord, we know that you are able to draw all men unto you. And Lord, we thank you for being so good to us. And Lord, as we lay our petitions before you, we want to thank you for all the things that you have done. We want to thank you for Sister Viola as you've given her the heart to be tentative to the needs of others. We want to thank you for all that you do here at Silver Birch as you bless the residents, as you bless Sister Annabella, as you've given her longevity of 100 years. Have you given us a mark to see? And Father God, as you've given us one more day to enjoy Mother's Day. And Lord, we just thank you for all your precious seeds of women. And Lord, we just thank you as we embrace this Mother's Day your mark to prove unto the world that the enemy's head is to be crushed. We thank you for this day. And Father God, we ask in right now as we lay our petitions before you to manifest yourself and to touch and to bless, to overcome 
by the strength of your grace, Lord. We thank you. Now, Lord, we're asking that right now that you be with all of the doors that's open in your name. That right now, Lord, salvation reign in the name of Jesus. That the church be multiplied. That healing comes. That provisions are provided. And Lord, that faith and hope is restored. Bless our brothers and sisters that's watching us over the internet. Bless those that do not know you as a loving Savior. We pray that something be said, something be heard, something be done where they turn towards you and cry out, what must I do in order to be saved? Father God, meet all of your people's needs and we cry thank you. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Glory to the name of the living God. Uh, now, I, I believe Steve will be here at 3 o'clock. I'm quite sure. I pray that he's getting him some rest. You know, his hours uh, are kind of strange because it's hard for him to sleep. So I pray that he's getting him some rest. And I pray that he'll be here at three. If not, we're going to pray that he sleep right on through. Get him some rest. Uh, I believe uh, his, his prayer would be on Tuesdays at six o'clock. Uh, I, I know this Saturday they didn't have Bible study, but I believe they would have it uh, next Saturday at two o'clock. Uh, and I believe he have his... Um, college courses on Thursdays. I don't know if it would be painting. Uh, would it be painting today? No? You don't know? No. Okay. All right. Is, is it any other announcements? The, the, uh, they, they already had the uh, council meeting, right? Did they have a council? The uh, president council meeting? Uh, what y'all call it? Uh, uh, yeah, resident council. They had that this month already, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Praise the Lord. All right. Then let us go to the word of God. And will there be a story? <laughs> well, I guess there might be several stories today. Praise the Lord. <laughs> some kind of way we're going to get some stories in here today. Praise the Lord. And I want to, um, uh, uh, as again, I want to uh, uh, give honor to all of our precious mothers today. And I want to give comfort to all of our mothers today because a lot of times we, uh, people kind of uh, twist Mother's Day up. They kind of uh, 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 turn Mother's Day into a, a, a falsehood. In other words, they, they, they take Mother's Day and uh, make it as if a woman is lesser than a woman 
if she doesn't have children or the day is not celebrated for that woman if she doesn't have children. Simply because the woman that started Mother's Day wanted to honor her mother because of the things that her mother did and the president signed it into action and called it Mother's Day. But that's actually is not when Mother's Day began. If you truly wanna know when Mother's Day began, all you have to do is open up your Bible. Mother's, the first Mother's Day was when Eve was brought upon the face of the earth. And when Eve was brought on the face of the earth, when Adam saw Eve, he called her the mother of all living things. And when he called her that, she had not gave birth to nothing. Not now child, had she given birth. So he was not actually calling her a mother of children. But a woman is so precious because of who she is. Because God said that let man given a help meet a suitable companion that's capable of giving birth unto some things that only she is capable of doing. And many a times we misconceive that in only in children bearing. If we were to look at Genesis chapter three verses 15 and 16, God told Satan himself that I'm going to put empathy between your seed and her seed. We all know if we know anything by biology is that the man carries the reproductive seed when it comes down to childbirth. Women carry the egg. So we know that God was not talking about the seed of reproduction. So let me give you comfort in knowing that a woman carries a special seed. It's a seed that no other can carry but a woman. Because not only is it physical, it is also transcended into the spiritual. Because it's a seed that not only that Satan hates, he mocks and he tries to destroy women because of the seed that she carries. And many a times, women themselves truly 
don't understand the magnitude of who they are. Because of the lost translation in the understanding of the definition of woman. I want you to understand that many a time we miss the power of a woman. Because many a times we don't grasp the reality. We first thing we do, we run to the virtuous woman scripture. We pick up the Bible and we open it up and we run to Proverbs 31, not realizing that Proverbs 31 would, was not even wrote to a woman. It was wrote for a man. It was never wrote for a woman. It was wrote for men to have. So we'll know what type of woman we wanted. Not for a woman. It was written for a man. And it was interesting as we want to give comfort to a woman. When the Bible says in Psalms, in the word of God that he gives a, a beautiful description in the power of a woman, in the magnitude of a woman when he opens up the word of God and he wants a woman's seed to be recognized and God writes out a beautiful essence in Romans chapter 16, verse number 20. And the Bible says, and the God, and, and the God of people shall bruise Satan and your feet shortly the grace of your Lord Jesus Christ. You see the power of that woman's seed is her seed. And not only is, is it her seed that it would do it very quickly. See I want you women to understand that you carry a seed that will manifest not only physically that it will that you will produce this seed and this seed will be able to reproduce over and over again because who do you think your seed will fight it will manifest itself and it will fight satan's dominions over and over again who do you think the preachers stand up and fight against who do you think God's witnesses stand up and fight? Who do you think your children, when they manifest themselves as Christians, who do you think they stand up against? Satan himself. Who do you think that woman that teaches another individual to follow the man Christ Jesus, who do you think they standing up against? It doesn't make a difference if she gave birth to the child or not. The Jewish traditions long time ago said this very proverb that they use. The, when, the reason that God created 
a woman's lap was simply that he wanted everyone to know the power of God on earth. Because it's a woman's lap where the teaching begins. So in the physical, women have the power of shaping and molding. Where do a child sit first? In a woman's lap. So I want to wish all women, whether they gave birth or whether they didn't, whether they are called mother, auntie, sister, niece, I want to wish all women Happy Mother's Day. And I want to thank God for you all. God bless you. And today, I want to take a little time out and just dedicate something to you. And I entitled this especially for you. And I entitled it Ear sight example but still damnation and if you got your Bibles I want you to look at the book of Jude the book of Jude that's right before Revelation the book right before Revelation Jude 1 it don't have one chapter, Jude 1, and I want you to look at three little verses. Jude 1, three little verses in Jude 1, really four. We're going to look at verses 6 through 9. And I want you to understand that sometimes women are such an emotional beings. They are so caught up in emotions because they are so tentative to what they do because God made them a suitable companion to men because we are conquerors we are warriors men are ones that set a standard God made us a certain way we will run over something where a woman will look at a thing and will pick out every little detail. So I want you to look at it with me. In Jude chapters 1 verses 6 through 9, this is what the word of God says. And the angels which kept not the first estate, but left their own inhabitations hath reserved the everlasting chains under darkness. Mm. Unto judgment the great day, even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner 
giving themselves over to fornications and going after strange flesh are set forth for an example suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Likewise, also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominions, and speak evil dignities. Yet Michael, the archangel, when he contended with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses, disturbing not bringing against him the railing accusations, but said, the Lord rebuke thee. Now, I want you to understand that here is an opportunity to see a few powerful revelations. And we're going to walk through these revelations and it's not going to take us a long time. I want you to understand that life is very short. When a woman gives unto the world, we want you to understand that there is a dual mechanism going on. Life is very short. We sit here and just talked about the existence of life. We have one here that's had 100 years before us. We have one in this room have 83 years, another one with 72 years. That is a time frame beyond what the word of God has given. The Bible says that a man will be given 70 years. And if he's blessed, he will be given 10 extra years. Beyond that time, God has been given you a grace beyond grace. The Bible says in the word of God, it says in James 4, 14. If you look in the Bible, it says in James 4, 14, as ye know not what shall one the, what shall one the, one know tomorrow for what is your life? It is even a vapor mm, that appears for a little time and even vanishes away. In Psalms 39 verses 4 to 5, Lord, make me to know my end and the measure of my days. My Lord, what it is that I may know how frail I am. Behold, thou hast made my days as an handbreadth, and my age is nothing before thee. Verily, every man, mm, mm, mm. verily, every man at this best state is altogether vanity. Selah. They realize that your time is just 
before God, regardless of the years that it's seen. 100 years is just a small vapor before God on this side. Because time is just that fast. Because there's a dual process going on. Many a times we look and we walk and we see that one year is 365 days, 10 years is 3,650 days. And if we continue to multiply, we see the days that they seem so long. But have you ever noticed once you reach a certain age, it seems like the clock begins to run faster and faster. It seems like time runs on. There is a parable in the Bible. And if you like to follow with me on through this parable, it's found in Luke, in the Gospel of Luke. Luke chapter 19. I mean chapter 16. Luke chapter 16, and we're going to start at verse number 19. It is one of the most powerfulest parables that's written in God's word. And it gives one of the most enlightening revelations for you and I. It gives a dual mechanism of the power of a woman. And many times we skip right over. And here's what the word of God says. It says, there was a certain man. There was a certain rich man. And the Bible didn't care to even give his name. He just wanted you to know his status. There was a rich man, which was clothed mm. he was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared scrumptiously every day and there was a certain beggar named Lazarus which was laid at the rich man's gate now I want you to know that he wanted you to know the poor man's name. And he was full of sores. The poor man was ill. He was going through some hard times. He was laying at the rich man's gate and he was full of sickness. The Bible continues in verse number 21. He says, And desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked the sores. Mm. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels 
into the unto Abraham's bosom. And the rich man also died and was buried. Mm. They both passed away. One was carried by angels, but the other one was rich and he was buried. You know that regardless if you're rich or you're poor, you both die. A man born of a woman will truly die. The Bible continues to say in verse number 23, and in hell, the, he lifted up his eyes and being in torment, he seeth Abraham a fall and Lazarus in his bosom. Now I want you to understand that the woman that bored this rich man, she might not have known that she bored a dual process. She might not understand that what she gave birth to was a dual process. She gave birth to a man that walked on the earth. But she gave birth to a man that died and went to hell. She gave birth to a body that walked on earth, but a soul that tormented in hell for eternity. She gave birth to a man that was on earth that heard the gospel of Jesus Christ, that saw the man and women of God, that even had the possibility of seeing some examples of God, but still ended up in damnation. He might have even grew up with some people in his own household that might have saw some people next door that knew God. He might have even talked to some people that tried to tell him about the truth of the man Jesus. He might have even been in earshot of some prophets, but still damnation fell upon this man. The Bible says in verse number 24, and he cried and said, Father Abraham. Mm, he knew something. Have mercy upon me and have Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in some cool water and touch my tongue for I am tormented in these flames. I want you to know that there is some feeling in hell. Oh, you're going to know it when you get there. There's no doubt that you're going to know you in hell because he knew it. He told Father Abraham, have him touch some cool water and touch my scorching tongue. Father Abraham said, but Abraham said, Soon remember that thou in thy lifetime receiveth thy good things 
and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted and thou art tormented. He was letting him know. He said, remember what you did throughout your life. Remember what you were birthed with. You see, remember what that woman gave you. Remember what you had when she delivered you. You see, a woman is capable of delivering two different aspects. You as a woman, you're able to deliver unto a child, unto a man, unto another woman, unto your surroundings, what is good or what is evil. What is righteous or what is unnatural. What is godly or what is hell bound. That's the seed that you possess. He said, remember what you had. But remember what Lazarus had. Lazarus was dealt evil his whole life. Lazarus was dealt a dirty hand. Lazarus was dealt such a dirty hand, he laid at your gate with sores all over his body. The dogs came and licked the wounds to give him comfort. He died right there. All he wanted was crumbs off of his table. The man ate scrumptiously every day. Do you realize there's some people right now today that's capable of doing just that very same thing? Stepping over you when they see you down? Spitting on you when they see you in need throwing the food at you as if you're a dog not caring about you treating you as if you're an animal and then smile in your face and tell you that they are a Christian as well I believe in Jesus but treat you as if you are a dog or nothing But the Bible says that Lazarus was comforted now and you are tormented. Then the Bible says in verse number 26, he said, and besides this, oh, he get real technical with him now. He want him to know something. He says, and besides all this between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed so that they which would pass from this to you cannot. Neither can they pass to us that would come from thee that I can't even come over there if I wanted to. 
even if I wanted to. That if I wanted to. He didn't even say if he wanted to. He said if I wanted to. It ain't like he wanted to. It ain't like he wanted to go over there in that torment. You had a chance not to go over there. You took that chance to go over there. He said in verse number 27, then he said, I pray thee, therefore, Father, that you would, now watch this, you would send him to my father's house. For I have five brethren that he may, mm, now he got five brothers now, he's thinking about his family, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come unto this place of torment. Abraham said it unto him, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. He said, listen, they got somebody. How many of you tried to tell your brothers, your sisters? How many of you tried to tell your sons, your daughters? How many of you tried to tell them? Abraham said, listen, they got the prophets. They got a Bible. They got the internet. They can hear the word of God. They got you, they, they, they got people walking the walk in front of them. Every day. They got all of that. The man said, but listen, hold it now. He said, I know they got that. He said, but listen to me, Father Abraham, listen to me. And he said, nay, Father Abraham, but if, but if one went back from, unto them from the dead, they will repent. He said, if one get up that they know them die, they'll change their mind. How many of you know if somebody get up from the dead and go back and tell them, they'll repent? Maybe if y'all might have seen your grandmother get back up and tell you that there's a real hell, get saved. How many of you know if you saw your great-grandfather get back up and come to your room and touch you on your toe and say, hey, hell is real, you'll get saved. Some of you will break up out that room. You wouldn't even hear grandfather. You wouldn't hear. Guess what Abraham telling? He said unto him, if thou hear not, he said, if thou hear not Moses and the prophets, thou will not neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. Even if one came back from the dead, it wouldn't make no difference. They would think of an excuse. They wouldn't even believe it. So I want y'all to know. Just tell it. Don't put it on your heart that it's your fault, ladies. Just tell it. Gentlemen, just tell it. Don't feel bad when they don't accept it. But just tell it.
Don't, don't, don't feel like it's your fault. Just tell it. I know sometimes you want to carry it so heavy because you done did all you could. You done raised them all you could raise them. You done, you, you done went out and you done scrubbed flows. You done went out and you done lived the best life you could live in front of them. You done carried all you could carry. You done done all you could do before them. And all of a sudden, they done turned against you. Don't carry it. Don't carry it. It's on them now. But just tell it. Because the Bible says, raise up a child in the way it should go. Just raise it up in the way it should go. That's all you should do. Just raise it up in the way it should go. Just raise it up. Now I want you to look at the verses with me and we're going to get on out of here. In Jude chapter 1 verse number 6 the Bible says and the angels which kept not their first estate but left mm, it says, but left but left their own inhabitants and have reserved everlasting chains under darkness unto judgment of the great day. Now, I want you to know we all are those individuals. We all left our first estate. We all left that first place. At that first estate, we all left. Because when we was born, we was born a vessel of purity. But we left it. We left that at first state. We left it and we tried all kind of ways and all kind of things. Even though regardless of what type of home you were in, what type of place that you were in, what type of lifestyle they was living, you made a choice of your own, your own free will to try your own way of living. I don't know about you, but I tried my own way. Maybe some of y'all stayed saved all your life, but not me. The, my best efforts, the Bible say, was a filthy rags. And God says that for the wages of my sin was death. From the time I could remember I did the best that I could to do the best sinning I knew how. I sinned from the time I opened my eyes to the time I closed them. Purposely. 
Did I know right from wrong? Yes. Was I taught right from wrong? Yes. Did I care? No. Did I think I was going to die? No. Was I blinded by the adversary? I didn't care. I wanted to enjoy my flesh. And right then and there, I could have died and, and been in that hell with torment for eternity. The Bible says in verse number seven that I even had some examples. The Bible said even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities and the cities that was about them like manner, giving themselves over to fornications and going after strange flesh are set forth for example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fires. And I wondered how come I was always eternal. I wonder how come I was always going through this and going through that. I wondered how come there was always trouble at my door. Because I had plenty of examples. I had plenty of examples. How many of y'all know you had examples? How many of you, you know that there were some people that was put before you to let you know that there is a God? I had plenty of examples and I turned them away. I had plenty of women that was in my life that was on their hands and knees praying for me. And I would get up and kick dust in their face and keep on doing what I was doing but it was those prayers that brought me to this place right here standing before you preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ it's prayers of a woman today that keeps me getting up every morning with the joy of the Lord in my heart My missus, my wife, her prayers every day keeps me getting up. Every day with joy in my heart. Mrs. Monico P. Hill, it's her prayers that the Lord hear that keeps me going every day. It's your prayers as a woman that covers your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, that God hears as you walk with him and talk with him and follow him that covers your children until the day God calls them and knocks them off of their beast. Until they follow him. It's your prayers that covers them. The Bible says. 
that in verse number eight, likewise also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominions, and speak evil of dignities. See, the enemy is out there. He out there. And the Bible says that the prayers of the righteous prevail much. See, a lot of times when we see the word man, we think it only talking about a man. It's talking about mankind. That's man and woman. That's you, ladies. And I want you to understand something right here in verse number nine. Take a look at it with me. It said, yet Michael, the archangel, this is one of my favorite verses in the entire Bible. Yet Michael, the archangel, when he contended with the, the evil, when he contended with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses Durst not bringing against him railing accusation, but said, the Lord rebuked thee. You see, God gave a woman charge. He gave a woman charge that she has more power than it was possibly known. He gave her power that many times that a woman don't even realize that God gave her so much power that she could do things that she might not even recognize. Because see, even the archangel Michael, when he came behind to speak to the devil, he didn't fuss with the devil. He didn't fight with the devil. He just opened up and cried out unto the Lord. If you look at Psalm chapter uh, Psalm 68 verses 11 and 12, listen to what the Bible says. The Lord gave the word. Great was the company of those that published it. Mm, mm, those that published it. Kings and armies did flee. Mm. A pace, and she that carried the name mm. divided all the spoils as she stayed home. Listen, God gave the charge to a woman to speak the word, and she could make the enemy flee. See, the Bible says in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, that God gave them both dominion. He gave them dominion over the fowls of the air, the fish of the sea, the cattle of the land, and every creepy thing upon the earth. He gave it to man and woman. 
when Michael, the archangel, got into it with Satan himself. He didn't fuss and fight. He quoted the word and he said, the Lord rebuked thee. Ladies, when it's time for your battle, don't fuss and fight. Quote the word. The Lord rebuked thee. He gave you power. That is your seed. Is your seed in the present? Is your seed now? Is your seed in the future? Because God created you in his image. And you are his blessing. Amen. God bless you. Father God, we thank you for this time. And Lord, for this great Mother's Day. Grateful that you reminded us of the power of your creation. You said, Lord, it's not good for man to be alone. And Lord, you created a woman. And Lord, we're grateful. Oh, how great we are, how grateful we are. And Father, we thank you for the enemy tried to trick man and tell man that it was woman's fault that man fell. But man fell on his own. Man sinned for itself. Man took the fruit and ate it of his own. So Lord, we thank you that you sent the reconciliation for man and woman. And Lord, we thank you for it. Now Lord, if there's anyone here that don't know you as a loving savior, Lord, we know all they got to do is just turn to you and cry out unto you. All they got to do, Lord, right now, is just cry out and say, Jesus, I'm a sinner and I know I am. Lord, I'm just asking right now as I submit unto you, save my soul in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now do y'all like